What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 55 of the No Mercy podcast. This is the NCAA tournament edition. The money's raining from the sky, coming off a monstrous weekend, ready to rock, ready to get you rolling for the NCAA tournament. I would say March Madness, but I don't know if I'm allowed to legally. I think it just did, actually. So uh, we're probably going to get sued now. But anyway, we brought on special guest Sports Cheetah of ESPN fame, newly anointed celebrity of the elite mafia, me, Cheetah, and Rob talk about all the games you need to cover. Well, me and Cheetah talked about all the games you need to cover, and Rob built his bracket while we were talking. But a uh, fantastic episode here. A lot of information, a lot of good stuff, a lot of props, a lot of picks, a lot of bets, a lot of your whole brackets filled out. We gave our final fours, gave everything. So you guys should love this. Get over to guruelite.com. We have the single best package in the industry right now, twenty four ninety seven for a seven-day pass for all the madness. And you also get... All the NBA bets, AAF football, NHL, golf, MMA, monkey knife fight, 24-hour chat room, which is banging during the tournament, all that for like three, four bucks a day. Absolutely insane deal. No promo code needed. It's already about $150 too cheap. Uh, And then we also have a little million-dollar bracket challenge going. If you get a perfect bracket, we at Guru Elite are giving you $1 million over there at GuruElite.com. So go to the at DFS. Twitter handle and check that out. And then if you want to put some bets in, you could always get over to mybookie.ag, promo code Guru Elite, G U R U E L I T E, 50% deposit bonus for all the madness. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice as we're going through this, so let's get this shit started. Hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 55 of the No Mercy podcast. Special edition. I don't know if I'm allowed to say March Madness on here. I think they might fucking sue us. But uh, NCAA tournament edition. We have the alcoholic with us today, the Twitch aficionado. What up, Algo? I'm here. Go over there and check out that Twitch, Elite Betting. <laughs> Loves his fucking Twitch. And then we have our special guest, our boy, the Sports Cheetah, our newest celebrity. You can find him on Daily Wager, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on ESPN News, Monday through Friday. Mr. Cheetah, how's your new uh, life as a celebrity? You getting used to it? Dude, it's busy. It's hectic. And I'm not a celebrity yet, and it's still busy and hectic. So uh, it's, well, it's, it's fun, been a week. too. You're, you're official now. It's been a week. Okay, so yeah, you, you get on TV more than five times and it counts. All right, well, I'll take it then. But uh, it's fun, too. I mean, we're just breaking down games, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes just to lead up to decide which content we're going to put on a show to you know actually the content we're going to use and the information we're going to use to make it actually good. So yeah, all of that, you take it all together. It's, they're long days, but it's also March Madness, which you know it's the best time of the year, so it's hard to complain at all. Well, do you get any say in what they post up, or do they just tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely do, which is good, obviously. I mean, if they said, hey, you have to talk about this game, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have a bet, then that would be horrible content. So, yeah, it's generally the night before I send a list of games that I like based on you know bets I'm actually making or just intriguing angles or you know schematic stuff here where we're going to have matchups between these March Madness teams. And uh, you know if they agree, they want to use them, they just kind of tell me. If there's line moves, we have to nix some stuff, like – Something happened yesterday, or maybe it was Friday. There was a Pelicans total, I bet, which would have won, but we had to nix it and move two points by the time we were live. Like, and they told me in my earpiece, like, ah, we can't do the Pelicans piece. So we're trying to keep it, you know, 
as uh, transparent as possible in that regard. But it, it's it's fun. It's all part of the uh, experience, and so far, so good. Well, two things. Um, one, yes, five days counts as a celebrity because I had about eighteen <laughs> minutes on a reality dating show in two thousand five, and I considered myself a celebrity. Oh, I never, so, yes, I never knew that. Nice. Yeah, you you never seen that? You never seen Shipmates? I mean, I guess I'm YouTube again right after we finish this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. <laughs> Rob will tell you it's it's better than The Bachelor. 2005. I was in high school, man. That's crazy. That's those, that's, that's a long time back. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. Maybe it was 2007. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck knows at this point. But um, and then the other thing too uh, that has to get exhausting doing all that prep work for a show. It's got to be nice to come on a show here where none of us have a show plan and we just fucking ramble. <laughs> I honestly had that exact thought like in the last fifteen minutes in between getting off air and like you know what I, I've been kind of prepping anyway. I had to do a bunch of write ups, which you guys will hear from here, you know, for ESPN's website. But I, I was like, this is great. We can just go with whatever we feel like going with, whatever Tommy wants to talk about. We'll do it, and hopefully we uh, pull out some winners, too. I know you were so hot We might not year. even talk basketball, Preston. Now, we keep talking about the dating <laughs> show if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. You never know. 18 minutes doesn't seem very long. Something bad must no, happen. No, it, <laughs> it was long for my mother who had to watch it and answer to the whole town. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's Tommy G shipmates. That's what, uh, that's what you'll get out of this <laughs> podcast. If our, if, our winners, if our winners don't win, at least you'll get some entertainment out of this pod for those of you that haven't seen it. So, uh so basically what I want to do real quick, just give you guys an idea of what we're doing with the packages over at Guru Elite. I know last year we did a big NCAA package and had a big price on it and all that. We decided to keep the package exactly how it is. We have a new website, which is just launched in beta today. Uh, we changed the company name. It's going to be Elite Fantasy, EliteFantasy.com. You can go over there. There's a landing page. So just because we didn't want to switch sites and switch packages and do all that and make it crazy, we left the package exactly how it is. So right now, if you get over to GuruElite.com, for twenty four ninety seven, you get a seven day pass, which is going to give you all of March Madness. I just wrote a seven thousand word, literally seven thousand word uh, bracket preview. Uh, we have all the shows, we have all the picks daily. I have about ten bets in on NIT. We have Frank and Austin. We're doing consensus picks. Everything you can want for March Madness is covered. Uh, plus, you'll also get the NBA bets, the AAF bets, the NHL bets, the PGA bets, the MMA bets. The Monkey Knife Fight plays 24-7 chat room, which is jumping all through March Madness. So it, it is Tommy, spring training. You forgot spring, spring training, training, baseball. It's incredible over there right now. I, I've never seen anyone like Dream who's up 10 units in spring training baseball. I didn't think that was possible. But uh, we're just slaughtering it over there. So it's real cheap. It's like three bucks a day. And you can get over there and get everything. GuruElite.com. Uh, just go there. Click the VIP package. It's the only package listed there right now. So uh, without further ado, let's get to this shit. Uh, I broke down my article, Cheetah. Kind of on a level where I wanted to talk a little bit about Selection Sunday first, who I thought got snubbed, where sure. the committee fucked up. I know we're on kind of a tight timeline here. We want to keep this tight, and you got a basketball game in an hour. So just real quick, an overview on the committee, and then I'll give my overview once you're done. Yeah, in general, I mean, I thought it was fair. At some point, you get to the point with bubble teams, at least in my opinion, where it ultimately doesn't really matter. And then everyone always said that. And then I think it was a couple of years back where Syracuse was maybe the last bubble team in and they went to the final four as a 10 seed. So you can't really say that anymore. So I know you feel sorry for some of these teams that I guess maybe had a chance at making a run here. For me, I would have put Greensboro in, UNC Greensboro. Mm -hmm. I think NC State... For absolutely didn't deserve to get in. So I actually agreed with that. And I think most people think that 100%. was the most egregious uh, mistake. Where, But when you don't 
play anybody at all non-conference, and you just try to stack Didn't they have wins. the worst in the nation? Yeah, absolutely. Like the worst De- dead last. Dead last. 353rd. How, how are you NC State and you have yeah. the worst non-conference in the right. nation? It, they totally were just like, trying to get by because they know ACC play is going right. to be so tough. Yeah. But, hey, if we can scoop 15 wins before we even start an ACC play, our, hey, look, our, our total will be high. So I'm glad the committee, like, saw through that. Love it. And now yeah. teams hopefully will be actually out there in non-conference and scheduling better opponents and, you know, knowing that that's going to benefit them down the road. So, yeah, overall, I think it, it was pretty far. I would have probably put Greensboro in. Um, but it's hard to really say who to take out at the same time. Had, you know, Oregon lost or St. Mary's, you know, not lost or had not beaten Gonzaga, you know, then I think Greensboro actually is in the dance. So ultimately yeah. a few upsets, I think, is what I ended up costing them. Yeah, I, I actually did a grading in the in the article that I did. So as far as the snubs are concerned, this is the first year I ever gave them an A. Um, I, I agree with you 100%, Sheeta. It sounds like we're on the same page. I'm sick of fucking Texas and NC State and these fucking shitty teams that you know are going to get bounced right out the gate getting in there when I'd like to get exposure to Furman, UNCG, Lipscomb, uh, love that they got Belmont in. Belmont was my big thing. If Belmont didn't get in, I was going to throw a conniption fit. So they got Belmont in. They left Indiana and NC State out. That was huge for me. I didn't want Indiana in. I don't want NC State in. Like you, a little upset about Greensboro. Thought Furman was close, and really Lipscomb I thought should have got in. But uh, I'm just glad the TCUs and Bamas get on, get them the fuck sure, out of here. Sure. You know that we didn't need them. So I gave him an A minus for the snubs for the seating. I gave him a D plus, Cheetah. I thought the seating was atrocious. I thought there's so many teams that are drastically misseated. Um, I thought they did a fine job with the ones and twos. You know, like there's really eight great teams that you know you really knew were going to be the one and two seeds, and if you mix them up a little bit, it's no big deal. But uh, I thought they really got sloppy in the three through ten range. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I, I generally you know, don't ultimately care. I'm trying to find good matchups where I can take advantage as far as the, the spread goes and the betting standard. But I, I would say the one that was the most confusing to me, I'm trying to remember, is I think it's Iowa State, I thought, at six oh, God. was low. But, but people don't really like Iowa State. But then how is Kansas four if they didn't win the Big 12 or the Big 12 tournament? Yeah. And Iowa State's a six, and they're in the same region. Like, you could have just flipped them, and that would have, I think, been closer to correct. Um, There's probably a few more off the top of my head, I think. I could read you you a couple that I had, and then you could tell me if you agree or disagree. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's a good way to go. So it'll be be easier. So uh, one of the big ones I had was Kansas 4, Iowa State 6. A fucking disaster. Uh, I was actually in the FanDuel Sportsbook in the VIP section over there, and it was all like the guys betting 20 grand a game and all that shit. And we got close because we'd been there the whole day. And they were all leaning on Kansas, and I was like, guys, put your life on Iowa State. They're a far superior team. And they smacked them, and Iowa State gets a six. Kansas gets a four. Not to mention Iowa State, I think, already beat them by double digits twice this year before that. So that was disgraceful. I thought Wofford as a seven was low, Cheetah. I I mean, I know it's Wofford, so they should be happy about a seven based on the name of their school. But you can't tell me there's 22 teams better than Wofford in the country right now or 27 teams better than Wofford. Uh, I could tell you or exactly. I have them the 38th best team in the country for what oh, it's okay. worth. So you could tell me there's 37 but, teams. But, I mean, but, but, but the actual bracket, you know, is very much your, your resume included. And, you know, they, they just they didn't lose. So I, at the same time, I think, yeah, you could have argued a sixth spot at least for them. I think most, like before the selection Sunday and before everything was announced, everyone I saw had them about a seven. But everyone had Buffalo, I think, closer to a five. So for them to only be a six, I believe, and then for Wofford to be a seven, I think if you bumped each of those mid-majors up, you know, Buffalo make Buffalo a five and Wofford a six, that probably would be a lot closer to where, you know, I think most people would have liked to see. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, a seven seed. It's like they fucking ignored the conference tournament. Yeah, especially Sunday. Uh, the championship. Yeah, for sure. Dude, they ignored Sunday. Yeah. Cincinnati 
is a seven scene, and Houston, whose ass they beat, is a three. You had uh, who was the other one? Uh, Minnesota's a ten seed. You had uh, who was the other one on Sunday? The big one, Michigan State. Michigan yeah, State got two. fucked. Yeah. Versus Michigan, Michigan got a better draw than Michigan State. Michigan State beat them three fucking times this year. Yep, so and I mean, you have three one seeds out of the ACC. I think you have to wait. If Michigan State wins that game, which they did, they win the Big Ten. They're a top team anyway. I would have given it to Sparty, probably you know over North Carolina. Yeah, I'll buzz through a couple real quick, and then we'll keep it moving. Villanova is six, and Marquette's a five. That didn't make sense to me. Villanova won the Big East. Marquette fell apart, lost like five of their last six games. No business being a five or a six. Oklahoma a nine. Oklahoma sucks. Fuck is Oklahoma doing in the nine spot? I thought Wisconsin at a five was high. I thought Auburn at a five was low. Uh, I thought Purdue at a three is ridiculous. I, I get it. You're going by metrics, but Purdue is just not a great basketball team by any means. Uh, K-State at a four without Wade I thought was ridiculous. And then even though Oregon was a bubble team, I don't care what they did in that last week and a half, and we had the plus 440 over at Guru Elite, that, that's not a 12 seed. Like, you could flip Oklahoma and Oregon, and I would have been fine with that. And made Oregon a 9 or a 10 and Oklahoma a 12. But I, I just I didn't like most of this bracket. Let me ask you, we'll end with this because I'm curious. You, you didn't like Kansas State at a 4. In my opinion, they earned a 4 spot. But just because, just because Wade's out, would you, would you really downgrade someone's kind of, you know, resume? And, you know, I think I, 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 that's the question. Like, do you? Because that's that Kansas State team that earned a four is not the Kansas State team right playing. now, right? Yeah. I mean, they've been so, they've I mean, kind of kept it on the down low of he might even be questionable. I don't think he's going to play. No, they're lying. But they yeah, they did that for the seating. And they did that. Yeah. And they did that even during the Big 12 tournament. So I'm with yep. you to some degree. It's not the same Kansas State team, but it almost feels like you're penalizing them if you put them like at a five or a six. So I was I fine can, with them. I can at hear a four. that argument. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear that argument. Uh, some of the terrible seating, some of the terrible regional placements. I give them a C minus. Tennessee's got to play a fucking road game in Cincinnati. Like, what the fuck is that? If Tennessee wins and Cincinnati wins, Tennessee's got to play Cincinnati in Ohio, and Ohio's the seven and Tennessee's the two? Uh, I'm all right with that. I don't have anything. Uh, How are you all right with that? Because I don't. Have, I don't have any Tennessee futures. I actually. But that doesn't make it the right call, Tina. Well, I mean, who are you, you're gonna put someone there. I mean, who, who are you, you gonna put there? You instead? Can't have you're not gonna put seed play a road. You're not putting Michigan State there, are you? You already talked I mean, to them. You move move Cincinnati to the six line then if you have to. Like Cincinnati shouldn't have been a seven to begin with. Yeah, but then you're, you're, you're making the same to. argument as a six against you know Purdue. Although I guess you dislike Purdue, so yeah, I, I, I can see where you're going. I actually think Iowa's more live than people are giving them credit for. Anyway, so we'll see what uh, ends up that. happening. Yeah, I don't hate that. And we talked about Michigan, um, Kansas. Just a joke. The UNC has to play in Kansas if they play them. That's a little crazy in the third round. That's I couldn't believe that one, but. Uh, Rob, anything from there or anything you're seeing that you have uh, you have any takes on? No, I'm just here to fill out my bracket. So <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's, that's, whether the, that's actually why I'm on this podcast. To fill all out right. Well, let's get to it. I know <laughs> me and Cheetah are going to disagree on a lot of things. So I guess, first of all, let's do kind of a high-level kind of macro overview, Cheetah. Uh, just I think we all are agreed that the South is dog shit. Um, the West is the strongest, and then it's where you put the East and the Midwest. Are you in agreement on that? Um, I should probably pull up a bracket for this podcast. Huh? So the South is the one in the top right, correct? Virginia. <laughs> South is Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you're. Then it's great. Yeah. I absolutely love the draw for Virginia. I'm all over them yeah. as far as winning the region. I bet plus one forty five and plus one forty. I I think Fanduel actually had plus one fifty though as of yesterday, and I was even talking about it on the show. You know, they were plus one twenty one twenty five at Westgate, and I still like that was a pretty big edge. I have it at minus one hundred two. I think they come out of the region just over half the time, and I'm not really too afraid. I mean, you just like Purdue some, and I, I generally 
am like basically I think they're about you know rated correctly. But at Tennessee, I think have a, they have a ton of flaws, and so I'm not really worried. Virginia would be a three and a half, four point favorite over you know at least that over both of those teams. Uh, so for me, the South I think is by far the the best draw for a Virginia team that supposedly wasn't the first overall seed. It was uh, that was I left that off, but that was absolutely disgraceful. That Virginia, in my mind, I think Virginia sucks. You know that. I don't think they suck, but I think they're yeah. the most overrated fucking team, and they're going to do the same shit they did last year. They're going to lose to a fucking Oregon or someone like that, like they always do. I know you are vehemently in disagreement of that. We argued it in the conference tournament to- tournament time, but like you can't. Not only did they get the weakest bracket, they have the weakest portion of the weakest bracket. Like Kansas State without Wade. Wisconsin sucks. I'm sorry. Wisconsin's not a good basketball team. Just they, they, they the both the play very similar styles, except not as well as Virginia does. So the actual right, exactly they there, do what Virginia does, but worse. Yeah, so right. it actually sets so, up pretty nicely there. You don't have some like yeah, North Carolina then, team that could maybe you know blitz them and in, in transition or something. Yeah. Does Does Oregon beat Wisconsin? Yeah, no, I think so. So Frank's got Wisconsin, at, and I'm looking at. So Frank put all of his data in a, a full tournament simulator. So I've got his numbers here. They're all up at Guru Elite. Um, but he's got uh, 66% on whiskey to, to ship that first game. Yeah, I have. That's one of, I think, probably my single biggest edge in the first round is Wisconsin minus one. I think that's a great bet. I mean, it's weird. There's this dynamic. We'll get into this a little bit. All year long, everyone's dogging on the Pac 12, right? Don't. Right. Like, they're so bad. They suck. And then a team from that conference wins a couple games in a row. And everyone's like, "Woo, Oregon, man! They're the best!" Like, let's let's <laughs> let's hold on a little bit. Like, I they still rank outside the top 100 in adjusted offensive efficiency. Wisconsin was the third best defense in the country. I'm not sure how Oregon's going to ultimately score. There's a reason the total's so low. I think both teams are going to struggle to score. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a lot more difficult for Oregon. So I like Wisconsin uh, if you're betting it, or if you are using your brackets. I think Oregon's going to be one of the most popular kind of double digit seeds to move on to at least the next round. That's what I was. Wisconsin's like a contrarian pick are... somehow. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's that's where I was wondering with my Brad. There you go, yeah, uh, Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah, I have, I love Oregon. Um, I've been a big fan of Oregon for a while. Um, whole Pac-12 tournament was all over them, so I'm definitely on them now. Um, and I hate Wisconsin. I just think they got the size down low uh, to bang with Hap, and that's going to give them trouble because you know, first of all, he's going to get fouled a lot and can't hit free throws. Second of all, they're just I just don't think they're a good basketball. Team. This game so might be first to fifty. It really could be like a fifty-two. Yeah, no, it, it, final the score. under seems yeah. like seems like a lock play here. This line got fucking steamed too, so that's what worries me a little bit about Oregon. There's too many dummies on Oregon right now. I think they were plus three and they went to one. Yeah, the early early so. open at South Point was three. They ended up becoming like a favorite offshore for a while. Now yeah. they're now they're plus one, yeah, one that, and a half. But that does worry me. I don't like yeah. being on the, the <laughs> sexy play. Um, but you know, K State's garbage. Ole Miss, Oklahoma, garbage. Like Virginia gets to walk right into the winner of Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Whereas uh, you look at a lot of these other one seeds, like North Carolina's got to play Utah State or Washington. You know, that's that's not an easy game. They should win, but that's not easy. Um, Gonzaga might have to run into Syracuse, which is not an easy game, and Duke might have to run into UCF, which is not an easy game. So Virginia not only has the softest bracket, but they have the softest second round game. And then by the time they get to the third. I think there's a high probability, Cheetah, in the third round here in the Sweet 16 that you're looking at a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16 in this thing playing Virginia. Uh, let's you're see. basically you looking at Wisconsin, Oregon, K-State, and UC Irvine. Yeah, Those actually, I mean, I think teams. Irvine matches up really well against Kansas State where we're on the game. I actually bet under 120 for what it's worth. I had it closer, I think it was like 116.1 projection. And, and then with weight out, 
it actually would be a little bit lower. So uh, if he does play, it's fine. It's still worth betting under, in my opinion, even though he's their most efficient offensive player. And they're only you know a five point dog or so for a reason. I think I think I had it a little bit higher, like f- more like five point five or five point six. But I mean, this easily could be UCI, you know, ugly game against Kansas State, then an ugly game against Wisconsin or even Oregon, and and then they beat each other up, and then Virginia beats whoever wins that game by like fifteen or twenty. That, that's what it feels like is going to happen. So you like that Irvine pick as a little sleeper pick in the bracket here? Frank's got him at 30%. Yeah, for a 13 seed, it's not a bad option at all. It'd probably be my first choice as a 13. Let me just double check. Yeah, definitely not St. Louis. And who else are we looking at for a 13? Not uh, Northeastern. I think that's going to be the more popular one, though. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, yeah, uh, Vermont, Yale, LSU. Vermont, Vermont would have been, but they're playing FSU, oh, who's a darling. Right. And I think St. Louis... Uh, you know, one of your teams, Cheetah, that you had at 500 to 1 before we started this whole thing. Yep, uh, still alive, baby. Still group. alive. Still alive, Dokens. baby. You hedging that right now, like immediately? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bet it all on Vodtech money. Like, yeah, no. just push in, push in. Uh, uh, they they so, had a really disappointing season, and then sure enough, they like woke up in the conference tournament and actually are in this thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I actually like Irvine, uh, Rob. I think that would be my first choice for a 13 upset. All right, I got Irvine moving on. All right, so bottom half of the bracket, Nova Marys, Purdue Old Dominion, Cincy, Ohio, Tennessee, Colgate. Just a weak bracket up and down. I, I can't speak here because I have such a strong Villanova bias that when I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, they could beat St. Mary's, and then I don't like Purdue, and then they're going to play Cincinnati or Tennessee. They yeah. could win that game. Like, I'm sitting here all of a sudden, which I did not want to do. It's just the brackets laid it out for me like this, where I'm sitting here going, don't tell me I'm going to have fucking Villanova in the Elite Eight right now. Yeah, I actually so I bet the under in this game. I think that's you know the best bet as far as the matchup versus St. Mary's. It's one thirty and a half or one thirty. Both are okay. My projection was closer to one twenty six. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, both of these teams are bottom thirty in the country in pace. And then St. Mary's actually defends the three. I think they're forty third best in the country, like thirty two percent. And Villanova takes the most threes, I believe, in the entire country. Almost like almost forty six percent of their attempts. Are three, so I I think yeah. that kind of bodes well for an under. And then one note that I I was reading about earlier this week, um, St. Mary's played a total of seventy eight possessions this season against a zone defense, which roughly for them is about one game out of the thirty three games they played, and the majority of that was against a really really early season bad Cal team. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a red flag to me that they haven't played really against a zone at all all, all year, and now the Lenovo zone pretty good matchup zone I, I think it bodes well as far as the schematic kind of x's and o's matchup obviously one for the under which i think is just a too high of a number anyway but also i think i think St. Mary's is kind of becoming a popular underdog that ultimately I, I think villanova takes care of business and like you said maybe they end up making a deeper run yeah i mean listen that in a soft uh, soft uh so i keep saying conference in the soft region you know you're really looking at you know tennessee does not fucking scare me at all i have cincinnati beating them so I've not been high on Tennessee all year. I've not been high on Virginia, and I've not been high on Gonzaga, and that's not going to change now regardless of the bracket. But you're just looking at it, and it's like, yeah, Villanova's been up and down. They've been inconsistent, but so is Purdue. So is Kansas State. So is Wisconsin. So is Cincy. So is Tennessee. Like, the only team that really hasn't been up and down is Virginia in this bracket, and they wouldn't have to see them until they got all the way to the Elite Eight. So Jay Wright's the best coach in the region. They have probably the most experience of any team in the region. They got hot. They won their conference tournament. You know, so I feel like there's data behind it, but again, my bias always takes control. So, uh, what do you think about Cincy, Tennessee, there, Cheetah? 
Yeah, I mean, I actually like Iowa as far as a, a bet goes. Plus three and a half. It's, it's kind of similar to the Wisconsin-Oregon love to me, where I think the recency bias of seeing Cincinnati just crush Houston, win the AAC tournament, and ultimately people remember Cincinnati as, as being a team that's been pretty good in the past. They always have a great defense, uh, and they do. But my, my projection came out to Iowa like closer to minus one, or excuse me, Cincinnati minus one. So one point favorite. So getting plus four, plus three and a half out there is an edge worth betting. So for me, I like the Hawkeyes as a as a pick against the spread. And then technically, if I was to pick a winner though by like a small sliver, I do think Cincinnati advances a little more often. Um, but it's a lot closer to a coin flip than I think people realize. Yeah, yeah. Frank's sitting at like forty six percent on the Iowa yeah, side. Yeah. So he, he probably that's likes a, plus three and a half or plus four a little bit too. That's enough to get you on the spread. Yeah, that's enough to probably get you to plus four there if you're getting that number. Um, who's your favorite? If there was one team in this conference to get to the Sweet Sixteen, I said I did it again. I just said stop conference. saying conference. conference. <laughs> I'll get if it. there was one team in this region to get to the Sweet Sixteen as a double digit seed, who do you think it is, Cheetah? Uh, Iowa. Yeah. So I think. Iowa. Yeah. What, what's really interesting, I think, with Tennessee, uh, they're very, very matchup dependent. And they're they're really good offensively against man. They run a lot of good off ball screen actions, and they can attack in the pick and roll. Uh, and against the zone, then they rely on shooting threes, which they don't do very well, and they don't really take very many of them to begin with. And so uh, Iowa and Cincinnati both play about half of their possessions this season in zones. And Iowa mixes it up. They play a one three one. They can switch to a three two, and they can switch to a two three matchup zone. So I think Iowa would throw a lot of looks in a zone, which Tennessee's efficiency drops significantly against zones this season in the data that I was looking at. So that actual matchup is just like a brilliant setup to actually get Iowa through over Tennessee, um, which they would fade the Cincinnati-Columbus thing. So uh, hopefully that's not a thing just because I've kind of dug in and like the Hawkeyes when you know no one else does now. Um, mm-hmm. But that would be my pick. Uh, I think them, for what it's worth just in general, my three double-digit seeds that actually have the – the most likelihood of getting through to the Sweet 16, just straight you know, projections, were St. Mary's, Florida, and Iowa. And so St. Mary's and Iowa are actually in the same region here in the south. So that would be my other pick here would be St. Mary's. You know, They could be Villanova. Villanova doesn't shoot well from three. They're forcing threes because that's what they do all year. St. Mary's only lets teams shoot 17 a game, and so they're running them off and they're taking contested looks. You know, Just puts Villanova out of sorts. Um, and you know, they could easily – St. Mary's over Purdue and surprise anyone either. So those are my two in this region that I think really have a, a decent shot. My two are a bit different than yours. Uh, we've been off pace on – There you go. Oregon, yeah, we figured you like Oregon. Oregon yeah. and UC Irvine. So those are my two that I think can get through there. Uh, let's move over to the east where Duke sits. Um, first of all, there's a lot of props out there on Duke versus the field. Duke this, you know, we lay in you know, 150, 180, 190 for them to win the region, plus 240 or whatever it is to, to win the championship. Do you have any interest in any of those field versus Duke props uh, that are laying around out there, Chino? Yeah, so in Vegas, I hadn't actually seen one, uh, but I know in other places you can actually bet. MGM, I think, had Did a couple. Did they have a field a plus money field bet? So. Yeah, I would bet I don't it. Know what it. I know they had a couple interesting ones. You, know, you guys know I love Duke. I think, I think I mentioned it at some point. You know, I, When they were playing Kentucky that first game of the season, I was driving around getting all the plus 450, plus 400 I could. I have mm-hmm. I have lots of money on this. So I, I am invested mm-hmm. in Duke and Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, the whole thing. Uh, but even with my numbers and loving Duke, and they're my highest-rated team, someone just asked me on Twitter earlier today, I could look it up exactly. I believe my true line is like 
plus 146 for Duke to win the region. So it's, I think they're actually an underdog to win the region. Uh, so I, I think there's a massive edge if you were to bet the field at a similar price, like plus 140. I think the field should be a similar to like that minus 175 favorite that's out there. So You trying to lay off any of your action to the field? I haven't yet. I'm confident Duke gets through the first round. They should be you know, like a 30-point favorite, maybe even a little higher, yeah. depending on who wins that play-in game. Uh, but at some point, I'm not really ultimately worried about UCF or VCU. Uh, UCF, you know, their height might give them some problems, but Duke should be able to just outscore them ultimately. But if Virginia Tech, especially with the return of Justin Robinson, I mean, they were already mm-hmm. – let, let me double-check, but uh, – sorry, guys. They were my 20th power-rated team. Uh, tied tied for 18th, actually. There's three teams right in the same, 14.8. So uh, that was before Justin Robinson, and he's an upgrade for sure. I mean, he is their best player and has been in the past. So I think if he's actually healthy and making an impact, that's a, and they've played Duke you know, n- numerous times. They scheme well, Buzz Williams over there. I think that's a team that could absolutely beat Duke. And then obviously Sparty's right there. And then, you know, it's not like LSU and Louisville. I mean, they'd probably be about 10-point dogs both of those teams against Duke. That's not out of the realm of a possibility. So, you know, aggregating it all together, I actually think Duke should be a, a, a dog to, to win this region. Who do, who do you have, Michigan State, coming out? Uh, there's, Duke's still the most likely team to come out. So the first so – I, I only did one bracket right away on Sunday night, and I have Duke winning the region. But, it's yeah, I just think it's generally more of a toss-up than, than you know, at least the market is, is telling us that it is. Yeah, I think one of the weirdest things I've ever seen is the line on the UCF VCU game. I don't think VCU is very good, and I think UCF is underseeded. So, yeah, I think you're I, right. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna be a cakewalk for Duke if they play UCF. Um, depends on which UCF team shows up, of course. But you know, they have some size down low. They have a ton of size down low with like a 19 footer down there. Yeah, but does it scare you that you guys that Duke seemed to struggle a little bit with UNC last time they played? Would they win by a point or two? Uh, they won yeah, by I one. Mean, UNC's. Yeah. UNC's you know a lot better than any of these teams they're going to face outside of probably Michigan State, right? So they won't have to face a UNC type team. Um, actually, Virginia Tech with Robinson now. Yeah, I do agree with that. That'll be their toughest match. But they, I, I just think Duke is the best team in college basketball, and that's who I pick to win it all every year. Real I, quick, I don't really overthink it. I don't get too caught up in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to forget because I think you made for people that are maybe on the fence with VCU UCF. My straight projection is about pick. I think VCU is pretty good. Central Florida has been great too. But when you actually match these two teams up, maybe this puts people you know on the on the side to just fire away with you here. But I have let me look at the number exactly. VCU ranks outside the top two hundred in defensive rebound rate, and UCF is one of the best teams. You know, getting second chance points. You like you said, they have a nineteen footer in Taco Fall. They also have another guy that's six eleven. They just I clean up on I think the their glass. Backup is actually better. I think in general he is in Taco Fall. I mean, they also lead the entire country, I believe, in foul rate. Uh, no, they lead the wow. entire country in foul rate uh, down low. So out of plays that generate either offensive rebounds or out of the post. Part of it being that Taco Fall only shoots like forty percent, if that, from the free throw line. But VCU style, they're really aggressive, you know, and so they're already playing a team that gets to the foul line a ton. I, I think. VCU could end up being in foul trouble right away early. It's something I'm going to watch for in-game and maybe bet UCF in-game at VCU's, you know, just playing their similar style and getting beat up on the glass. I kind of want to see it first, but I think ultimately the edge goes to uh, Central Florida. And by the way, Hofstra, we talked about this before the show, Cheetah. I know it's not live for anyone here. You'll be hearing it after the game. They still up? But I I took the Hofstra first half plus 240 money line. Oh, nice. I think they're up five. Up five, a couple seconds left. You should – so you fade the back-to-back threes somehow and – yeah, uh, it's their ball, uh, too. You're good. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is some edges that we found. Me and Cheetah were talking about some of these teams that don't give a fuck. Uh, that guy that, that missed out on the NCAA tournament who come into the NIT is 10-point favorites. These are probably the sexiest money lines you can find because you not only have the, the data, but you have this mental narrative uh, that really puts an, puts an edge on these. So uh, I love playing those, Cheetah. I, dude, uh, Sam Fran PA is beating Indiana at the half. That first half money line. Was you know, that, that move this morning from 18.5 to 17.5, and, and I thought that was really interesting. I was like, yeah, St. Francis, Pennsylvania. I guess they're getting some action. And then sure enough, a few hours later, they announced a Langford's out, and it crashed even more. And Indiana basically was like, we don't even care about this game. Langford's not going to bother. Yeah. I'm such a, such a puss, Cheetah. I did the first half money line on San Diego, first half money line on Hofstra, <clears throat> and I laid off the first half money line on San Frank. That was, was too high at 700. What an idiot. 7 to 1? Yeah, geez. I mean, I took the plus 10.5. I have them plus 11.50 That's for good. the game, but I should have done it. Uh, let's get back to this anyway. So there's, a, there's some controversy in this division on my standpoint. Cheetah, you're in Vegas. You're in the heart of the activity. I don't know where you stand on this, but what the living fuck is all this everyone blowing Yale right now? Like, people are talking about LSU as if they're dead, <laughs> as if their top three players just got hurt. Their, their coach is gone. That is a tremendous loss because the coach now, I forget his name, but he is a bag of shit. He is a piece of garbage. Wade, he's yeah. Absolute, yeah, Wade. He's a complete trash bag. So I get that. But LSU is a phenomenal basketball team if you put a good coach on there with them. So I don't get this, dude. I got, I got LSU in the Elite Eight right now. I have them making it all the way to Duke. And I... I I think I'm alone in even having them out of round one on most brackets. I think this is one of the most intriguing narratives of the tournament because, I mean, I actually, I was texting some friends just three weeks ago. I think it was when they ended up beating, was it in Tennessee maybe in overtime? They just, yeah. they, they won a lot of close games. They're kind of like the anti-Clemson. They but, had but, two, I think two goaltends that they won on. Yeah, the Kentucky game where they, yeah, they wasn't called an offensive yeah, goaltending to Tennessee game, there was a yep. goaltend that wasn't. So they, they they probably were kind of fortunate in some spots, but in general, I think they play at a very similar level to Kentucky and Tennessee. Yet they're not really talked about in that same realm. Uh, but then they you know they had an injury, then they had Wade that gets suspended, and so now they're this really high variance team. Where I don't disagree with you, they absolutely could win the region. They at least could get to the Elite Eight if they meet Duke. They're probably losing that one. Like I said, I think that would be a nine or ten point spread. Uh, but when it's all said and done, like at the on the other side of this is. Yale could absolutely, like, if they're a mess, LSU, Yale could absolutely win this game outright, too. Like, I, I don't yeah. disagree with either argument. It's this really kind of wide distribution of variance where if LSU kind of rallies around all this stuff off the court, they could end up making a huge run. They could lose by double digits to Yale. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. So I don't mind people taking Yale here. I actually don't know if it's really worth taking the points. I don't even know the most current spread, seven, seven and a half. Um, you money line this. You just money line it or don't here. even you bother. That would probably, that'd probably do what I would do. You a hundred. I agree with you a thousand. I was literally just having this conversation an hour ago. Nice. You, you money line yell if you bet it. Because if LSU comes out and shows up, they're going to thump them by 20. If LSU doesn't show up, they're going to lose the game outright to yell. So I agree with you, Cheetah. I don't think this comes down to a five, six-point game, seven-point game. Um, especially you're, you're losing all the damn value on the spread anyway. The thing was opened at 10. It's down. Sure, seven, yeah, I got so that down quite a you're, bit. You're yeah. not even getting a good number at this point, so there's no point. Just take the money line. Um, and I think Yale is a better team than Belmont, Temple, and Maryland, who they'd probably see next round. So even though I'm on LSU heavy in this game, I'm going to be betting LSU. 
Um, I think they thump them. I think they make a good little run here. I think whoever wins this game uh, basically walks to the Sweet 16, at least for me, because I'm not worried about Maryland or Belmont playing their second game in three days or Temple or either of those guys. I need to know who wins that game between You will know Maryland in about three hours. It went to Belmont Temple yeah. playing game? Yeah. Yeah, that's tonight. I think, so I think if you want to have an upset in your bracket, you're rooting for Belmont to win. Uh, I think they have a better sh- they have a better shot at beating Maryland. I'm trying to make you, a decision right here about which one of these teams that can beat Maryland because I I don't know I would, I'm I'm taking the dog in that one. I think they both could beat Maryland honestly, but Belmont's probably the team I would be more confident in. Cheetah, you talk uh, about the Penn Temple State. how they're so turnover reliant, right? Um, defensively, how yep. Maryland. Yeah, so that's that's what I've done a lot in the Temple games. So Belmont, for example, uh, they're like I, I was doing it earlier. I was writing, I think, 18th in turnover rate. So uh, not good if you're a Temple fan. Belmont doesn't yeah, turn like it 11 over. Eleven a game or something. Yeah, it, they're really good. So I can pull it up here and look at the turnover rate for Maryland. Um, but my my guess almost, is it's not that good. Right. But in in general, since they are a you know a, a decent team, they're at least top 40 ish. Uh, my guess is that they are okay, and it wouldn't be something that. They're not going to get by as far as Temple, you know, pressure and, and press and stuff. Yeah. So, Rob, you uh, is Maryland one of your teams that you want to you want to bet against them, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to bet against Maryland. Yeah. Another dog in this bracket. While Cheetah looks that up, Rob is uh, Liberty. I Jeez, like Liberty they're actually bad. Maryland. Yeah, they're two hundred fifty ninth. I mean, they're below average. You'd imagine that, right? They're a sloppy. They team. turn it I mean, over almost one out of every five and... possessions. Wow, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed I, that. I, so. Yeah, right. if so Temple's people, there, that's not a bad either way. I think you're okay, Rob. If you want to take an upset, Temple actually probably matches up fairly, fairly positively. Temple might here. be an easier upset here than if. All right, so I'm fading Maryland. Correct. Just do it no matter what. I think I think it's a nice Maryland play. Ain't going anywhere. Yeah. The thing about these brackets, for those of you who are new to filling out brackets or consistently suck at them and are wondering how a lot of us are consistently doing well at them, these are the type of situations when you have a team like LSU Yell. If you're on the same side as us where we both feel like LSU and Yale are better than those three teams or can advance. Cheetah, if Yale won that game, you'd have Yale beating no matter who they played, right, getting to the Sweet 16? I mean, in theory, no. You know, Maryland would be a favorite. I'm pretty sure Belmont and Temple would still be favorites too. But I, Yale's a lot – I mean, they're a lot closer. They're, probably would be – Well, you be wouldn't get to know just so a if couple you were filling the bracket out right now. If you were filling it out right now and you picked Yale over LSU as one of your sneaky upsets, would you put them in, out in the next round too? Mm, no, I'd probably just go with Maryland. Sorry. Okay. I killed your point. This is important for people <laughs> no, to realize. No, that's though, fine. Is this bracket that I'm filling out, there's going to be about 10,000 brackets in this contest. So if I'm doing a contest with 10,000 brackets, my strategy is much different than doing 15 brackets oh, with Jane from yeah. accounting, right? Like right. If, if I just need to beat 10 of my friends who know absolutely nothing, I'm just going to take like straight penny uh, odds or something and just right. bet the favorites. Sharp but it up. If you're in a 10,000 bracket pool, you've got to take some chances like fading Maryland here. Of course. And we have a bracket pool also, Rob, over at guruelite.com. Do you want to take do, do a quick before Cheetah leaves and then we'll we'll elaborate on it at the end once Cheetah has to quick, go. Quick, we're giving away a million bucks. Go over, pick a perfect bracket, go to my Twitter or the house account Twitter at DFS and check it out. There's a link there. Pick a perfect bracket. We'll give you a million dollars. Are you guys going to be asking me for money if someone actually gets a perfect bracket yes okay yes. Yeah, yes. yeah well yeah, yeah. all of our rich friends uh, we're gonna have to i'll be honest i clicked that. i clicked to try to figure out like are they actually giving away a million so we are no I, I actually giving away a million dollars yeah. <laughs> so hopefully no one hits a perfect bracket right <laughs> but uh that's why we're giving out all the wrong picks on here. hey real um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true i didn't think of that yeah. let's bring this yeah. guy on Dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, real quick, Yale. I, I, I wanted to look because I don't have Yale as, rated as highly as I have in past seasons. I'd still have Maryland an eight-point favorite. Now, granted, that might change a little bit if they were to upset LSU. The market would probably fluctuate. Something like you saw with Loyola Chicago last year where all their lines were seemingly too low, but they kept winning anyway. Uh, so maybe the line would be seven. But I actually think Maryland is at least an eight-point uh, favorite against Yale. I would imagine, Cheetah, just because you're a Cheetah bot, you know, you're a human computer, yeah. I would imagine that you – and this is a stab. We've never talked about this. I'd imagine you hate brackets. Right? Oh, like, yeah. I, think you I just never do sit well there. in brackets ever. I can't even imagine you doing well at all. Your brackets yeah. have to look by, like Dick Vitale because you're just like, you're, just, just, you're computerized to go with the odds, the percentage, right? I, I've, I usually just do them for fun with friend groups from like back in high school right. or college for like 20 bucks, and that's it. I don't get in any high stakes things. I never have done well in brackets. But, but I feel like eventually, like maybe they like regress to some mean where I like hit a perfect bracket this year for sites that are giving away a million dollars. So maybe, well, well you know, boys, hopefully it's always, not ours. We, we, we keep doing, we, this is the first year I'm without a Calcutta right now. And I don't know uh, what to do with those that. Those are anymore. a lot What am I going to do? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do? Those of you who don't know what a Calcutta is, it's an Dude, that was, you know, Cheetah, you, you know last year was my first Calcutta ever, right? I would just retire then because you didn't lose. Yeah, like, that true. was the best <laughs> ROI in the history of Calcutta's. And I would not do another one in my life. I, I know. I spent Tommy like twenty grand. I spent twenty grand on teams, and I brought back like sixty-four thousand or something. Sixty-seven. Uh, Rob, think, you remember yeah. that? I was asking you how it worked. <laughs> no, I, was, I was on the phone with Tommy. I didn't know how it worked, and works. I was like, yeah. "I'm all right." And Tom, I'm like, I'm Tommy, literally, for, for people that don't know, you you bid on every single team. So I think there's 64 because you just – or maybe even do – I don't know if we did 68. Regardless, you, you bid on a total of five teams, and you had all four Final Four teams. <laughs> well, that's what I did. I predicted the And your fifth four, was, I think, <laughs> like a 15 or 16 seed you My took for like 100 bucks because there's a bonus. One percent of the pool goes to the biggest margin loser in the first round. So I, I think you yeah. really basically you swept. Like four teams, yeah, all four swept. in the Final Four. He swept. And for scale, like, we were paying, like, $9,000 for Villanova. So it's not like this was a $10 pool. Yeah, no, I, I had to put up $20,000. I bid $20,000. I basically guys. got I, – I did my bracket. I picked my final four in my bracket. And then I didn't know how the Calcutta worked. So I just said, okay, I'm not going to let anyone outbid me for any of these <laughs> four teams. bought at all costs. Everybody's going, Rob, thanks for bringing so Tommy mad. to drive the prices up. And it ended up working out great because I drove the pot up so high by setting such a high bar yeah. early Crushed that I ended up us. winning more money because everyone else paid more which, for Virginia. Which may have backfired to the end, but that's a different story. Who knows? But uh, it was fun as hell. It was over by <laughs> over by the Final Four. Um, yeah, so if you find one, Sheeta, let us know. I will. Um, Let's do so the anything else on this? Yeah, anything else on this bracket? I think nah, we can move on. I think right? we're good. All right, so the West, West, we're actually let's save the West because me and going to argue before you leave. Okay, uh, let's go to the Midwest first because there's not as much to talk about for me here. Uh, give me your rundown at North Carolina, Iona, Utah State, Washington, Auburn, New Mexico State, Kansas, Northeastern, top half of the Midwest. Who comes out and why? I want to ask a quick question about UNC. Go. Mm-hmm. Can they can they run this pace, Cheetah, or is they going to get tired? Uh, no, they have they've run the pace in right. recent years similarly. So yeah, and they've won and gone to a final another time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they won two. Yeah, the, I think they've they've gone. You got to remember, Rob. They play they play one day, then they play two days later. But then they got you know three or four days off. So. I know, but it's insane. And that Duke game, they had scored a basket before the ball barely even made it through the net. Well, that's the thing that. with North Carolina, right, Cheetah? I mean, if you want to beat North Carolina, you can't. It, I think if you're a three point shooting team, that's almost a bad thing against North Carolina, like an LSU. Would have a better shot. You yep. want to miss by the bucket so they can't run out. So North Carolina, that's the thing. You can't miss. And when Duke was missing threes, they just ran out on them. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it plays to their advantage. And honestly, they I think 
they don't really go tired. It's their opponents that wear down in second halves a lot. And mm-hmm. so it just is an advantage that most teams don't have. Yeah. So uh, in this bracket, you got North Carolina coming out to the uh, Elite Eight, and then we'll handle the bottom half? Or no. <laughs> this, you said there's nothing oh. much going on in this bracket. This is probably my most random. No, there's a lot going on in this bracket, but yeah, nothing that we're going to argue. In the about. region. Oh, right, right, right. So in this region, I actually think I've been talking about I did a, I did a podcast. I think I actually even mentioned it on, on your, your guys' that we did. And then I did one with ESPN, but I talked about just the variance of the three-point shot and finding teams. And I think I mentioned Auburn and Wofford. Oh, you're going, and then, you're going where I want and you then, to go. And then sure enough, Auburn actually wins the SEC tournament. They shot 43s against Tennessee, and they shoot at a really high rate. And so I think I got Auburn at 11-1 to 1 to win the region, and I bet Wofford at 20-1 to 1 to win the region. So I bet both of them. But Wofford, if people don't know, second-best three-point shooting team in the country, and they also shoot a pretty high rate of them. If they are on either of these teams, which could just – make shots over the course of one or two weekends right. it's happened before they're absolutely teams that can make runs auburn's case outside of the three-point shooting is that they are the best team in the country in turnover rate they actually turn you over almost one out of every four possessions uh tennessee they turned them over 17 times they only turned it over seven themselves florida in that semifinal game where they actually weren't hitting threes they turned four over 19 times to just four themselves they're plus 15 in turnovers when you're getting that many more possessions even if you're not hitting shots they're gonna you know generally you're gonna be winning those games more often than not and so they have ways to kind of navigate this region and to navigate wins even when they're off but when they're on they can hang with anybody as we've seen maybe tennessee twice in the last week and a half or whatever and then Wofford they have a guy I think it's Fletcher McGee the point guard he's like one of the most one of the most efficient guys in all of college basketball history he's like uh, I, I probably have the numbers here if uh you guys want to be are you old enough to remember JJ Redick at Duke Cheetah yeah yeah I, I am all right barely yeah I don't know I don't know you're like 22 no but uh he's remind you he of reminds him. me so much oh dude because people remember JJ Redick now like JJ Redick sure. at Duke was different than JJ Redick now uh, yeah, in my head, oh my having I was younger. In my head, I didn't think JJ Redick was as much of a playmaker as McGee is, and that might be just because they have guys like uh, Nathan Hoover and like Storm Murphy that can just jack threes, and so McGee's giving it up more often. But JJ Redick, I feel like I had to do more offensively for Duke. Oh um, God, they used to double him nonstop, and he used to just he would, he'd just pull two up guys, yeah. two guys in his face, just turn around, pull up from three feet outside the line, just. Incredible. Here's some quick numbers on McGee. He's hit for usage for guys in the country. There's 123 players that have averaged at least 15 possessions per game in usage. And of those 123, McGee is the second most efficient player in all of college basketball. The guy who's number one is a big man, Grant Williams, who shoots all of his shots around the rim. He basically shoots dunks and layups. So McGee, the fact that he can shoot from 30 feet, but is also the most efficient player just in these situations, running the offense. I think they're 97th percentile in pick and roll. The guy, I think he might end up being an NBA guy. There's a chance... He's not oh, very yeah, athletic, he but I, I mean, he, yeah, he just does he everything so well. Um, so this is a team that, I mean, they, they could absolutely be Kentucky in that second round. My buddy who's a Kentucky fan said they're going to lose in the first round to Abilene Christian. I thought he was kidding, <laughs> but he, then he wasn't. He bet 25 to 1. So he actually wow. thinks Kentucky's losing on Thursday. Uh, so anyway, I like Wofford's odds. Uh, at 20 to 1, it's a little bit of an edge. I had him closer to, I think it was 5.9% to win the region. And then Auburn, I had quite a big uh, edge. It was like 13.9% to come out of the region. So if you can get anywhere 11, 10 to 1, I think all the way down to like 8 to 1, still a good bet on Auburn. So Auburn beats UNC and Wofford beats Kentucky. Lock it up. So you got the Auburn, you got the Auburn Wofford Elite Eight. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. Let's, let's, Dude, let's pray I'm for that. So. Bro, I, I, I'm, I'm torn on Kentucky. Dude, I'm with you 100%. I'm looking at my bracket right now, and my only question was, do I put Auburn in the Final Four? Nice. That was my only question. Like, they are built for this. The problem is they have a really tough draw. New Mexico State's a very good team. You're talking about a team here who won 30 games, 
but I, I think they should beat them. They're yeah. coming in with a ton of momentum. And Bruce Pearl, even though I didn't love him as a, as a coach at, at Tennessee, he's got this team playing and motivated. And Jack, he's got the right group of guys yep. for his personality. And these are guys who just shoot without a conscience. And Bruce Pearl's just like, fucking shoot. These <laughs> he guys doesn't get 10, He'll yeah. tell them to shoot 10 more. So that's what you want. So they're never afraid that they're taking a bad shot because they're going to get yelled at. Real quick. I'm with you here, dude. I, I should have yeah. prefaced everything with saying a team that shoots 43s could also only make like seven or eight, and then they lose to New Mexico State. Like they absolutely could lose yeah. in the first round. Yep. It's a very high-variance game, but that's the type of stuff you want when you're taking long shots. And if, to Auburn's defense, though, I mean, they were preseason top 12 in just about every poll. I was looking this up the other day. Coaches yep. poll, AP poll, other uh, outlets that were doing media stuff. And so they have the talent to hang with, like, you know, they basically were a top 10 team. Now they, they underachieved they and they got hot or late, but they're this team that has the talent outside of just the three point shooting to really play with anybody. So they're, they're kind of flying under the radar even after winning the SEC tournament, which is kind of strange. Um, kudos to anyone that actually bet them to win the SEC tournament, but I think they still can, you know, make another push here. We took them on the money line against Tennessee, so that was a, that was a big Excellent. win on Sunday. Uh, I took them at 40-1 to 1 before the season started to win it all. I had Tennessee 25-1, to 1, Duke 4.5-1, to 1, which is looking nice now. Um, Does Ohio State win a game? Iowa State will, yeah. No offense to your, your Buckeyes. You mean, right? You mean your Buckeyes? That's what I said. Will I mean, Ohio they can. Oh, they no, got no, no, no. back. I just, I think I just Iowa, can't stay on the fucking floor. They sound the same, but I would take the Cyclones over the Buckeyes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm a big fan of Shayok. I, I was telling everyone, like, because a couple people at the sports book never seen him before. Uh, oh, amazing. yeah. Nice. $20,000 a game had never seen, you know, one of the better players <laughs> in the nation. But uh, I, w- I was sitting there like, dude, this kid's like, he's like a shorter Durant. He's just so smooth. Like, he's just so smooth. I know you probably won't agree with it, Cheetah. But I, just, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. I'm, I'm thinking through it right now. You can probably see my watch face. Him, watch him play against Ohio State. I know you've seen him play a million times. Yeah. But now that you have the, the vision in your head. He, so he feels like, like a little sick. like a little slower and he's a little bit bigger than Durant was. Yeah, see it's the but, flow. It's the flow. But like more he than could get to else. like a Durant-esque game like with years, right? Because like we're used to watching Durant yeah. now where he's kind of already the player that he is. Well he's yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's he yeah, that's like interesting. That's it's not awful. I, I think there might be something yeah. there. Check it. I'm with you on Iowa State. Uh, I got them moving forward. I got them beating Houston, uh, who I think could lose to Georgia State, but I like that Houston team. But so I got Iowa State, Kentucky right now. You're almost, I wanted to go Wofford so bad. Do it. You're making me. You're making me flinch here. I, I'm just. I'm like, oh fuck! I want to do this. It's just the rest of my bracket is so fucking contrarian that it's yeah. like it's you got to draw a line I, somewhere. I, I think it's somewhere because I got Gonzaga out. I went fucking contrarian in the softest bracket. So I got LSU making a run. So I, I got to make a decision. But I do love it. I do think it's. I do think it's a very good play. Um, yeah, Rob, I, Ohio State's done first round. So, fuck, right. they're not one of your 11s. Uh, Waff, the reason why, Cheetah, here's what I was worried about. I remember why. I'm a little worried about Seton Hall. Like, that is not an easy draw for Wofford in the first yeah, round that's fair. going against yeah. Powell. And Seton Hall's been hot. They've been playing good. And they have that one thing that Marquette has and Murray State has, that, that one guy who could just drop 40 on you, and next thing you know, you're eliminated without the rest of the team even doing anything. So, if Powell gets hot, as he's been... Um, I think that could be interesting, but I, I'm with you. I think in I, general, Seton Hall kind of fell off more down the stretch. Uh, not that that really matters. Bit. I think they were tired, though. Like, yeah, it, could, it definitely could play playing, a part. Yeah. That team was playing over their head, playing fucking games down to the wire, game after game after game, and especially Powell himself, who was carrying the team for those first few games. So I think these few days off, I think you might see a rejuvenated Seton Hall team. I think they were just little, little uh, shaky legs there. Um, let's get to the West now. Uh, I'll go on my Gonzaga rant after you leave 
because I don't want to I don't want to sure. hurt your ears because <laughs> I know you're not going to want to hear it because we have large sums of money that we're wagering on Gonzaga Final Four. But um, I know you think Gonzaga's getting to the Final Four. We'll save them to the to the end of this so you can mic drop on that moment. But talk about the bottom half of the bracket here first with Buffalo, Montana, Michigan, Florida, Nevada, Texas Tech, the winner of the play-in game. That's a really strong bottom of that bracket, man. Yeah, this bracket actually, I was writing the other day where this bracket contains, let me just go through here, the two seed, a three seed, uh, the five seed, oh, the four seed too, Florida State, six seed, seven seed, and then the nine seed. Actually, we'll get into Syracuse Baylor. But the, the that two through nine minus Syracuse, I think would, if they were in other spots in this bracket, I would love in a lot of these matchups. And they're all kind of just jumbled into this West region. And so I was disappointed. Like, what are but, they doing? Like, like Michigan. I I go ahead. You give me any of the just to kind of double down on your point. If you would have put Nevada, Buffalo, Texas Tech, Florida State, even maybe Marquette, in the Virginia bracket in the South, I would have taken all five of those teams to come out of the bracket. Actually, I forgot like, about Florida. Yeah, Florida's a good yeah, 10 I seed, mean, too. Dude, yeah. the, even the fucking low seeds, dude. You're yeah. talking about Murray State, who's got maybe the most explosive player in the country. You know, John Morant on their team. So even the bad teams are good. So, I, yeah, it's fucking gauntlet over here. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I – so even live right now, like at Westgate, I just looked on my app. Gonzaga to win the region's plus 120. Now, when we made the bet, I took even odds. So now I'm getting a bad number, but I feel like my draw really, so nice. really couldn't have been much worse. And it set up oh, really nicely for Rob, you. Yeah. Rob, you know how great it is to get plus – Plus on Cheetah. Yeah. You, you definitely have, be on Cheetah you have an edge until maybe event. like the Sweet 16. But the first that time hurts ever. To, that hurts him to his core. Dude, Tommy. I just want you to say it right now on air, Cheetah. Can you just say Tommy has plus CLV on me? Uh, well, <laughs> it hasn't closed ever. yet, but maybe on th- Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go bet it just to bet yielding. it down so you don't get the CLV. I'm going to be dumping thousands of dollars at every book. Go bang uh, a few just for those of you that don't know, me and Cheetah do a lot of action between between us uh you know over text and stuff and uh, i don't think i've ever been on the right side of anything no he's always no. got the better number i'm always like i'll take seven even though it's six and a half i will say this if i was to defend myself at all i'd still have gonzaga a favorite over all these teams they're the second best team in the country to me and you know if if, if there is some sort of all these teams kind of beating each other up on the bottom side of the region whoever it is that comes out of it Maybe Gonzaga just routes on the Elite Eight or something. I feel like there's maybe something there. I have to go at you now. I have, dude, go. This team is not – they suck, dude. Why is everyone so fucking on Gonzaga? Dude, it's Gonzaga. I know everyone this year is like, this is a different Gonzaga. Every year it's a different fucking Gonzaga. And every year they do the same no, They went to the final thing. like two years ago against North Carolina and Don't we're up with a minute left. They went to the final two years they were, ago. Cheetah, it was a worse Gonzaga they, team and they went to the championship you game. You know, Cheetah, you know who they went through to go to the finals. I did a thousand word write up on this. That was the biggest luxury walk. And they still almost the won. They had the lead with a minute on left. On their way to the finals, they faced a 16 seed, an 11 seed, an 8 seed, a 7 seed, and a 4 seed. They faced a 7 seed in the final four and an 11 seed in the Elite Eight. And they still like, they almost won it all. They were 48 seconds with a lead, I think, or something like they that. They got handed that fucking walk to the finals. Then last year, they come out as a four seed. They fucking almost get knocked out against Greensboro, and they were tied with 30 seconds left. And then they get their fucking dream scenario again. They face an eight seed or nine seed in Florida State, and they lose by 20. The, the, the 15 years before this, they were known as the biggest choke team in the country. They're going to fail. They've played no one. They played San Fran 
and all these fucking stupid teams. They played UNC, they lost. They played Tennessee, they lost. They played Washington, who sucks. They won by two. They beat Duke, but they shot 56% from three. They're not that good. Against Everyone, ten- they lost to St. Mary's in a fucking conference final. They're not that good. In those three games against Duke, Tennessee, and UNC, they didn't have Tilly at all in any of those games. And he, he wasn't in, I don't think, in the Florida State game last year. He's arguably they St. Mary's last impactful. week in their last big game? Sure, like they needed the – like they really – I mean, they're going to have a bad on. game one time. Like, no, they can't have a bad game ever. They had the best – they literally adjusted offensive efficiency, best in the world, 16th in defense – They've done it before. I mean, people just don't like Gonzaga because they've also been a high seed and lost. But so is Virginia, a and which times, is just why you hate Virginia. Too. Years that nine I, of their first thirteen years, they were out in the first weekend. They, they made runs early on as like a, as like a double digit seed, you know, back in the day, the heyday, and that's well, why they, 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 they were a four seed twice, that. three seed twice, two once, one once, and then some seven eights and tens. But dude, the, I'm the, gonna tell you the same. They're the thing, second. Cheetah. They're the second best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, they're Gonzaga. They're they they have the, unless they no one can stop no nines. one can stop them other than St. Mary's the third time they played because Gonzaga shot eight or nine percent from three. You're going to use the oh they shot fifty six. That's why they beat Duke. Okay. Oh yeah. No, you, you I think they're going to shoot eight percent against St. Mary's every game? No. Well, I mean they lost by what like fifteen. Right. So, so they, they shoot twenty five percent. They win that game. But they don't in big games because they're choking. They're not going to shoot 9%, Dude, they, when, 8%. Whatever. The year they won the championship, they pay, they beat West Virginia, who was the only seed over an eight seed that they played. West Virginia shot 21% from the field in that game, and they still had to win it at the buzzer. Like, if you if you shoot 21% from the field against the one seed, you should lose by 40. Like, so this is, this is Cheetah's math, and we already have bets on this, so don't bait us to make bets. <laughs> We're all in on this. This is Cheetah's math versus my donkey... Fuck Gonzaga, their Gonzaga logic. I, I will say this: until the Elite Eight, they're probably fine. I don't think they, they're beating. Yeah, they, Sy- they can crush zones. They're 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 scheming great. If it's Florida Syracuse, State, I'd be I more worried Florida about State. Baylor being more athletic. Florida State, a lot of people think aren't even going to beat Vermont, which I don't necessarily disagree. Like I think with mm-hmm. like in the first rounds, they're like one in fourteen ATS or something, and they lose most of those outright. As I mean, so there's something there. I, I liked Florida State. I mean, I bet them against Virginia when they ended up winning outright in the ACC tournament because I thought the number was too high. But uh, I, I think Did I just hear take Baylor over Syracuse and Vermont over. Yeah, you, State? you want me to say one of my favorite? <laughs> my, uh, don't take. I, I like Florida State more than people. A lot of people are taking Vermont, but take Baylor. Oh, so Syracuse is going to be the really, really popular eight over nine. Everyone remembers Syracuse, oh. the two-three zone. No one can prepare for it, and you have I think. Two of their last three trips to the big dance, they made runs as a 10 seed and a 4 seed to the Final Four. Everyone remembers Syracuse in the tournament, and everyone's going to pick Syracuse. And they've even moved from, like, pick to minus 2, even some minus 2.5s. I have the line just from a straight, like, numbers perspective at 1.5. So at 2.5, like, maybe a like small interest in Baylor. But, I, I again, Baylor's offensive efficiency against man defenses this season is horrible. But they are absolutely stellar against zones, particularly the 2-3. They overload zones. They set back screens. They set up lobs. They have guys open for threes, and they shoot a lot of threes. They open up lanes with their movement to get the defenders in a zone out of position. There is not a better matchup for Baylor than Syracuse, and everyone's going to talk about how the 2-3 zone is hard to prep for. So this is really interesting. I love Baylor. Frank Frank makes this 60-40. 
Frank makes this 60-40 Baylor. So he actually uh, likes Baylor yeah, as a favorite anyways. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, good. I have Baylor in my bracket, so I, that was one that I kind of just threw out there. I wasn't too excited about, but now it's – I would bet Baylor, like, even – I'll. that's like a, a scheme, like X's and O's thing that I think compounds more than just, like, a power ratings or a model would. Oh, yeah, that, by like, far. Even, yeah. like, even on the money line, if, if this was pick, I still like Baylor quite a bit, but you can get two or two and a half, which is even better. I haven't been in a rush to actually get down, though, because I think everyone's just going to keep going with the Syracuse train. So this is a – one of my favorite plays of the first round. Um, but then in general, like I think Gonzaga is taking care of business there. And then, I mean, yeah, Marquette, Murray State, Vermont, Florida State. I, I think it's for sure an Elite Eight appearance, uh, which at that point, I, I don't know. You're, you're basically giving me plus 100 on can they beat Michigan or Texas Tech. Maybe if it's that Buffalo happens, that makes a run. I, I just don't see that they're going to be losing to a, to this lower seeded team. It's very unfortunate often. for me because Virginia and Gonzaga were the two teams I made such a strong stand on, and Virginia just has a fucking like walk yeah. to, the, to the Elite Eight Final Four, and Gonzaga doesn't have a tough first weekend, which is where they're usually vulnerable. They you know right out the gate. So I do I do have them, even though I hate both these teams. I have them both in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I have Florida State beating them. Um, and I'm not worried if Marquette were to beat Florida State. I think Marquette can knock him off. Um, I don't want to see a Vermont. I don't want to see a Murray State because they'll run him out the gym. I'd be more worried but, of Mar- um, Marquette, too, just because they have Marcus Howard for one. And then they right. just have other guys that can hit enough threes. Where in, in any one game scenario, if Gonzaga shoots poor from three or Marquette's hot, like that's yeah, that's one I would be more worried about. Florida State doesn't take it's, a ton of them. Uh, they try to use isolation and their athleticism to get you and they're better defensively but Gonzaga's still the best offense in the country I, I would I would be more worried about Mar- Marquette than anything if I you know yeah. sitting here with the Gonzaga future against you so um, Marquette would be yeah. totally reliant on if Theo John could stay on the that's another one by the way that's the public loves the darling John Morant future NBA star leading Murray State Cinderella it's plus five down to four now I think Marquette minus four is a great bet I'm not sure if Rob has a number from Frank on that I had it like 6.7 like Morant in he runs like so much of their offense and you know it still ranks outside the top 40 outside the top 80 in in defensive efficiency and Marquette's top 35 in both they're just better all around and you actually kind of pinpoint Morant led we talked about the usage with uh the Wofford guy Mickey Fletcher or Fletcher McGee Mm -hmm. excuse me Uh, John Morant he in in isolation in pick and roll when he's running the offense for Murray State, which is almost all the time, they only average point eight eight points per possession, which actually would rank three hundred and forty third of three hundred and fifty three teams. The reason they score more than they do is because they are elite, ninety ninth percentile in transition points per possession or per transition opportunity. So you look at the other side, one of the best teams left in the field limiting transition points is actually Marquette. I think the matchup here and the numbers short anyway, I thought it should be Mike six and a half, six. And um, I think people yeah. forget that fucking there's a dude named Marcus Howard on the other side. Right. I mean, he could be the national player fucking, of the year. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who like, yeah, John Morant could throw up 40. Marcus Howard could throw up 30, except Morant doesn't have the Hauser brothers and Theo John yes. on his team. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually I, like Marquette quite a bit. It's another kind of contrarian favorite in a weird way. Yeah, but, dude. Yeah. Marquette we was got Marquette at 76% on Frank's number. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, bottom half of the bracket, Buffalo. Can Buffalo, Texas Tech, Nevada, Michigan? Who do you like out of those guys? Man, I was really high on Texas Tech for a while. They just all of a sudden learned how to score points. They went from scoring 66 a game through two-thirds of the season to scoring over 80 the last portion of their season. I think they had the best adjusted defensive rating in the entire country. They they do – I mean, Buffalo is a really tough draw because Buffalo can ultimately score on anybody. And so when you take away Texas Tech's ability to – I mean, they're going to – 
make Buffalo work for it. But for Texas Tech, it's always been can they score enough points? Uh, is it Culver? I believe is the guy who's kind of their their main like eighteen four and four guy. And they have this guy is it like David Maletti something like that who he shoots forty eight percent from three. He's been shooting a lot more attempts too. The guy just like doesn't miss. It's ridiculous. So they have those options that I think offensively they haven't been there before. So I do have Texas Tech getting through, but I actually think Buffalo is like pretty much like. A, a worst case scenario for second round game for Texas Tech right. as I'll a three give you seed. Guys yeah. the, bet, the bet of all bets in any Buffalo game that you will ever see all year, Buffalo second half. They're a very slow starting team, and they come yeah, out like banshees. A, a lot of that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily do that blind against like Texas Tech. They they, they play in the MAC conference where they know they're already the best team, and it's kind of like the Golden State Warriors where they can just kind of coast and then flip, coast flip the switch. The they do that all the time. So you're right; they've been down in a lot of MAC games, like outright where they're a double digit favorite, and they still cover. Yeah, they still like cover thirteen and a half. half. Yeah, like like they blow teams out in the second half. Sometimes they're ahead at halftime, and then they like totally just lose focus second half. They kind of have that going, which hopefully you know. When the actual MAC tournament happened, they started blitzing teams again, and they were actually pretty undervalued from a game to game standpoint. I thought against the spread, uh, just in the MAC tournament. So I think people kind of forgot, like, okay, if they're awake and they're actually trying for forty minutes, this team's really, really good. So it'll be interesting to see. It might be some sort of opportunities there in game, but I would, I would be you know weary a little bit if you're a Buffalo yeah, fan that's a or good something. Point. Yeah, just be a little cautious yeah. with that. I know you got to get out of here in a minute or two, right, Cheetah? Three minutes, yeah. So uh, three minutes. All right. Thanks. So uh, Nevada, Nevada. You got a strong take on them versus Michigan? I, I think Michigan real strong. I wish I didn't like Florida as much as I did. I ended up picking Nevada in the bracket I did. Nevada, I have you know more like a three point favorite. So I mean, I I, I have Nevada there, but Florida is just like a pretty tough matchup for you know for a team that can kind of maybe out muscle Nevada, make them a little more more uncomfortable you know defensively, and you know force the Martin brothers to take more contested jumpers or Jordan Caroline can't do his thing down low. Like I, I think there's a little bit of of something there with the Gators, kind of the way they match up. Uh, I mean, last year they made that run, though, Nevada, with six healthy players, like down in games against Cincinnati by double digits in the second half. It didn't matter. Cincinnati's kind of a similar team profile as Florida, so maybe Nevada's fine. I really wish I, I had a strong opinion here because I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch, but I, I don't, and I just pick Nevada because I think they should be a small favorite. Okay, and uh, let's go through your Final Four real quick before you get out of here. So we know you got Duke in there. We know you got Virginia in there. We know you got Gonzaga in there. Yep. Sounds like you got Auburn in there. Uh, I, I went with Wofford in my bracket, but, yeah, Auburn or Wofford I think are great options. So I think okay. I, I think either yeah. one. Um, but I did choose Wofford, I think, has kind of maybe a more contrarian. But maybe not. They're kind of a popular right, seven right. seed. It's definitely but, contrarian. Yeah, you're getting, but, yeah, I think yeah, I, either seat. Auburn or Wofford are fine. As far as my bets go, I, again, I bet both of them. So I kind of have – you know, money on each side of the region, more or less. I think it's eight years in a row that a seven seed has made like the elite eight, and like they made the final four like six times or something. Let me, let's let, let's leave. Crazy, let's leave it with numbers. this. Then I'm going to ask you guys if you have an opinion on this. Would you bet over or under the sum of the seeds in the final four over or under eleven and a half? I actually saw that. That was a, okay. That was one of the weird ones MGM was posting. Yes. Um, my bracket right now has over. This is what I wrote in the article. My bracket has over, but the sharp bet is probably under. That seems like a, a point or two high. Yeah. But well, mine's eight on what I just filled out with you. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I had a friend that it feels like it should be nine and a half. Yeah, I had a friend that maxed it. Uh, I had I had someone that lives down on the strip that went and got it for us. Like, and we had a worse juice, but uh, under is like one of my favorite bets of the tournament period. Uh, there's just not many teams outside of Auburn and Wofford, in my opinion, maybe Virginia Tech, that could make runs all the way to the Final Four. 
uh, outside of like the you outside of the Gio, one, two, 11? three seeds. What was that? What was the eleven and a half? Eleven and a half. Yeah, there might be some like year. spots in you know faraway places that copied it, and so you can look around. But uh, yeah, under eleven and a half for the it final four. I just think, and granted, um, and it's it's this weird feeling where like, you generally don't want to be chalky, but especially with Gonzaga and Virginia kind of being these That's teams that, that people hate, and then like who who's going to bet under eleven and a half? Like everyone wants to root for the upsets and yeah it's it's really interesting so i I like that one quite a bit if you uh, have access it all comes down to it seems like the same people like gonzaga like virginia like it's the same crowd you like yeah they're both they're the second and third best team in the country so yeah but you're also you also have the choke narrative for both of them so you're either on the choke narrative train like me or you're on the narrative the data train like you so if you like virginia and gonzaga you have to hit that under because you got to assume duke's going to be there yeah and if it isn't duke i think more often than not it's going to be sparty anyway so i mean michigan state or there are two seed that's not going to kill an 11 and a half even if wofford got in you know I, I can get one and two seeds in, in the other three regions and still cash like it's not necessarily yep. dead so you're basically fading two yep. bigger seeds or mid-level seeds getting in yeah all right get out of here cheetah i know you're, you're i know you're no who to wins the- who wins it virginia over gonzaga oh god jesus just just to rub it in tommy's face but yeah, I should I should have switched to Gonzaga you. over Virginia. Don't play your fucking basketball game because when we're done, we're loading up. We're putting an extra zero on all these bets when you're tired. Oh shit! All <laughs> That's right. it. We're we might have two commas in this by the time we're done. But I want all that Virginia and Gonzaga money. Cheetah, thank you very much for coming in. He's got to go play real life basketball now. While me and Rob talk some shit for a few more minutes, make sure to check out Daily Wager 6 p.m. ESPN News Monday through Friday. I don't even have notes in front of me. I just know it off the top of my head because I'm a fucking fan of Cheetah. And I well done. Thank you guys but, for tuning in, though. We really appreciate Cheetah, it. Get the fuck out of here, Cheetah. Take it easy, guys. All right. See you, man. So, Rob, do you have a bracket now? Uh, I would say I have the bones of a bracket, uh, but what I've done is I've put all my pivot points in here, too, because, see, I'll fill out. I don't know. I'll buy five in each pool or something. So I've got all my pivots here too. Okay. So what are, what are some of your, uh, what are some things, what are some holes, some Swiss cheese you still have in your bracket here, Rob, that you need? Well, we didn't cover uh, and I Mississippi Liberty. That's a hole. I still have Liberty, 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 um, Liberty. I like, I like Liberty as a 12. It depends. First of all, how chalky is your bracket? Is your bracket, would you say it's chalky right now or contrarian? Uh, so this some- is my one I'm going to put in with about 10,000 brackets. So it's pretty, I mean, I, I took uh Belmont over Maryland. Um, I've got Wofford beating Kentucky. Um, all right. So, so you got UNC a little Irvine bit of Irvine over K state. You got a little bit of contrariness in there. So some of the things we didn't get to touch on, um, like I said, I'm bitching about Virginia nonstop. I, it is bullshit. I know me and Cheetah don't agree on it, but that's just because Cheetah has a bias where he wants Tennessee out. But in reality, Rob, Tennessee's a two seed. Cincinnati's the seven seed. If they both win, Tennessee has to play Cincinnati in Ohio. The two seed has to play the seven seed in Ohio. Yeah, Frank was talking about that on the radio with Jeff yesterday. Was actually. he? Yeah. yeah, like that's fuck. I know Cheetah. Cheetah's so locked into like what benefits Cheetah, you know. So he's like, I have no problem with it because he wants Virginia, so he wants Tennessee out of the way. But oh, absolutely! Is that not complete bullshit? Uh, total, it's total fucking it's ridiculous. ridiculous. How do you let that happen? That's yeah, exactly. It, it's poor, poor seating, and I can see you looking over your shoulder. That fairly Dickerson fairly just tied the game or went up. Tied it up. I got Hofstra. <laughs> Hofstra's winning against NC State. I'm actually gonna. 
take a piece of the NC State money line right now. Tommy's <laughs> asking me questions and then breaking his neck to yeah, see the I'm game that's going here, on like, behind you know, him. FDU was down like 12. We got the second half, so I got him, I think, plus four and a half or five or some shit. Uh, and I got Hofstra on a money line, and they're winning right now against NC State. So uh, I'm going to buy back some of that NC State because I feel like they're going to end up running away with this at the end. But we'll see if, uh, see if FDU can close this out. Um, so, yeah, so back to the brackets here. So, yeah, that's an absolute disgrace. Um, Michigan State got to play in the Duke bracket, Rob. And Michigan got to – because Duke's the number one overall seed, right? So right. as the number one overall right. seed, you're supposed to be able to play the weakest number two seed. That's your yeah. benefit. So – so Michigan State and Michigan are both number two seeds. They stuck Michigan State in the Duke bracket when Michigan State beat Michigan three times this year. They beat them all three times and beat them in the Big Ten championship game before Selection Sunday, and they left Michigan State in the bracket with Duke. So basically they're saying Michigan was still seated higher after all that, which is the biggest robbery I've ever seen. Do they do this on purpose? I mean, do they just want drama and conversation around this? Yeah, they do. I mean, dude, they have Minnesota playing Louisville in the first round. They have Rick Pitino's son, who coaches Minnesota, playing Rick Pitino's old team. Like, you're really telling me that Louisville is a 7 and Minnesota is a 10 just happen to line up and they didn't fucking do that on purpose? Right, of course. And then they'll do some dumb shit like Michigan and Montana are playing each other again when they fucking played each other in the first round last year. Like, what are you doing? Why are you giving That's, us the yeah. same exact fucking matchup from the year before? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. But uh, I will say from my bracket standpoint, uh, some, of the, some of the long shots I have. I do have Duke in there, which is not a long shot. Um, I do like Wofford to go deep. Uh, I'm, I'm flip-flopping on this Kentucky thing right now. Um, I think the winner of Wofford, Kentucky, actually makes the Final Four. Um, I love Auburn. I have him in the Elite Eight. I have him beating UNC. But I really do think that I don't know. Auburn's a little risky, man. That New Mexico State is tough. Um, then North Carolina. So I don't want to have my whole bracket relying on them have to beat you know three tough teams to get there. The uh, only thing I really care about when I'm filling out these brackets in these larger pools is where's the money going? Like, what is the sexy theory, like right. underdog pick that everybody's? Well, I'll tell have. you. All right, so everyone's gonna have Yale. Um, Yale's the big popular fourteen. You know, automatically everyone's gonna have the twelves versus the fives, right? So, yeah. and, but there's a reason for that. That's the reason for that is because the 12s usually beat the fives, right? So Closer to Oregon, Oregon will be popular. Uh, New Mexico state might be a little popular. So that's what makes Auburn really sexy to make a run there, Rob, that, you know, look at the doggy <laughs> that, uh, you're looking at Auburn playing a 12 seed. So you might have a lot of people play, having Auburn getting knocked out just because of the 12, five and then Murray state with John Morant as a 12 seed. So those will be really popular. Uh, you're looking at Vermont who will have some sex appeal, you what is have. this Yale thing? I don't. I don't get the Yale thing, man. I don't, Yale's a very good basketball team. They are. They're they're a very good basketball team. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're not a normal Ivy League team, and neither was Harvard, really. Um, but I mean, dude, it's LSU. They're not playing Louisville. You know, they're not playing Minnesota. They're not playing Maryland. They're playing fucking LSU. Like they're gonna have problems with this game. Like they're definitely gonna have problems. They're going to lose this game. But um, let me see another sexy underdog. Everyone's on UC Irvine, I think. Uh, versus oh, is that Kansas right? State. She like that too. I yeah. took it. Dude, think about this, Rob. K-State's a four versus a 13, and they're only like a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, right. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pivot K-State in a few, pull, a few of these. K-State's missing their best player, though. That's the problem. So that's, that's one of the things. I mean, they could beat UC Irvine, and then if they do, they could – K-State could go to the Sweet 16. 
You know, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're not playing juggernauts. They're playing UC Irvine and Oregon or Wisconsin. So even without Wade, they could realistically get there. Um, the big thing for me is Kansas is dog shit. Kansas is fucking trash. They're fucking garbage. They're a terrible team. They're a fucking joke. And if they go two rounds, they get to play fucking in the Sweet 16 at home against North Carolina. So I have Northeastern uh, as a dog over Kansas. Wow, it's a okay. big line, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I think the line's actually only seven. Old Dominion was my big line. Old Dominion was like plus 13. And I have them that too. is a pivot for me at some point. Yeah. So those are a few of the big ones there, Robert, uh, that I'm looking at. So how's your bracket looking? You, you finally get it done? Good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, I came out with a final four of Duke, UVA, Gonzaga, and Auburn. Okay. Uh, My whole theory on Gonzaga is, I mean, every and I wrote this in the article. Literally, it's a thousand words on Gonzaga. It's a thousand words on Gonzaga in the article. And I know people are going to talk about their efficiency and how great they are on offense. That doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't matter to me because they are not a West Coast Conference team. They're an SEC team playing in the West Coast Conference. If you would have taken fucking Auburn or if you would have taken fucking any of these other, like, good schools and bigger conferences and stuck them in there, they would have done the same fucking thing. Gonzaga is very talented. They're very good, but there's something that comes with playing a rigorous schedule all year and being in spots where you've been down. You've had to battle it out. You've had to come back from adversity. That's why adversity. That's why the SEC. That's why the ACC. That's why the Big Ten. That's why these schools go so far because they've been there. This is their 12th game coming down to the buzzer. This is their 10th game with their two stars in foul trouble early. This has happened to them multiple, multiple times. Gonzaga doesn't do that. They haven't been there. They haven't been through it. This team is not does not deserve to be put in the same category as the rest of these fucking big-name schools. And year after fucking year, we go through the same fucking thing. If you, Everyone's response is two years ago. And I read you the numbers, Rob. They played a 16 seed, an 11 seed in the Elite Eight, a seven seed in the final four, like an eight seed before that. And then when they played the four seed, West Virginia, that team shot 20% and they beat them by three. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, if you're using they, that history, was the joke of a run. If you're using history as it relates to college basketball with these kids playing one and being done, I mean, I think you're just doing you ha- it. No, you, no, you're not. Because this isn't like, oh, here's UNC's history or here's this team's. Virginia and Gonzaga are different beasts. Because Gonzaga plays no one. So when you look at history, they've had superstars. They've had studs. This is probably their most talented team. But they've had studs throughout the whole... It's fucking fairly up six, seven. Holy shit, Seventy three sixty. Let's get this money, son. Wow, I loaded up into that and doubled down to the second half. Mm -hmm. Some fucking loser fuck on Twitter goes, oh, Tommy's already down units, 10 units, and it just started. Because Fairley was down, so I can't wait to troll the fuck out of him when we get off. There's nothing I love more than somebody trolling me in the fifth inning of a baseball Bro, game. And, that they these, up, and then, and then I, I started blocking them. Because it's like, fuck you. I don't, I don't even care if you're a subscriber anymore. I fucking give out the warning a thousand times. Dude, if I fucking promote something on Twitter and you're going to start trolling me four minutes in, fucking cancel. At least wait till it's over. Exactly. <laughs> wait till the game's over. Like, wait till the fuck. I just won a hundred units this weekend. Literally the hottest weekend of my fucking year. And, and it's getting fucking 
three minutes into the play-in game, I'm getting trolled already. <laughs> like, even if you did give back four units or three units on the half in the right. game, what would you fucking care? We just right. want 100. Like, right. Jesus, fuck. And then it's like, oh, why'd you block? Because you're annoying. You're paying $3 a day for a gambling package. That, that You don't own me. Like, you know, like, I don't, you can't just go out and just beat me up on Twitter all day and expect me to just take it because you're paying $3 a day. Like, that, that's a problem. Like, our, our DF, MLB DFS subscribers who are paying a couple hundred bucks for the season, you can beat the shit out of me all day. But if you're paying $3 a day and you're getting 15 sports and, and you're fucking coming at me because I lost a bet, like, grow the fuck up and at least wait till it's over. And that's why people don't understand, Rob. Dude, really is the best deal on the market. It's I had somebody I had somebody question me about it. It should said, be two hundred forty dollars a week. Go to any other place and they are charging you a hundred dollars for one play from one person. Dude, and then and then everyone looks at well, Tommy, first of all, I was number one handicapper in America last year. Fact for college basketball. Wasn't even close. Yeah. Like it right. was not close. There was no one on no. earth. Who was better than me last year? I literally predicted the whole final four, spent 20 grand on them in Calcutta, and all our subs made millions. And then up until a month ago, I was up 50 units this year. So, like, I have this long standing year and a half track record of killing college basketball. And guess what? I was the worst handicapper in America in college basketball for three weeks. I could, like, literally, it was just do the opposite of what I said. And I went down big. And then I made it all back last week. Also, owned it you know i saw I some troll on twitter time. say you didn't own that you owned that i made fun of myself for a month my swag was gone rob i wasn't even tweeting i was just sad you know like because I lost, I lost people money i, I hate it because i don't in college ever and i was fucking shaken by it so then yeah last weekend when i finally we hit for like 70 units we had six parlays and fucking everything and then followed it up with 30 units the next day yeah, I went on Twitter and I was like, guess who's back? Yeah. Pounded my chest. And I fucking went in. So it's like, yeah, guess what? I deserved that after 30 days of getting lambasted for sucking. I deserved it to be back on the map because for the last five years, I've had one horrific month in college handicapping. So, uh, so yeah, these people are just annoying. It's like they just forget overnight. But, uh, yeah, our package is insane because of how many sports it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because it's every sport and every every single – listen to me here. And this is what I was pissed about. This is where I was going with this. Every single handicapper on our site is up. Now, we don't have 10 guys doing esports and 15 doing soccer. We have specialists in each sport. Our MMA specialist is up. Golf is up. Uh, esports is up. Soccer is up. Rob, you're up 30 units from the NBA season. We have both our new college basketball handicappers are up. We have yeah. MLB Dream and Spring Training who's up. Night Ghost is destroying hockey. And right. Cheetah, when he was here, was up about 35 units when he left. So 60. 60 when he left for ESPN. <laughs> the only person who was down at any point was me. So even if, even if you just ignored me, twenty four ninety seven a week was still the best fucking buy in the history of the world. And it says right there in the title of my piece, I'm the gambler. I'm not the handicapper. Yeah. I don't have an algorithm. I don't crunch numbers. I watch basketball and pick games. Like, and we're all accessible, too. Yeah. Let's not forget that. And I'm in the chat six hours a day, too, on top of that. So, But, uh, yeah, anyway, needed to get that off my chest. Yeah, your um, Fairly Bet's good. Yes. Fairly Bet is good. No, don't ever say it's good. Nothing's ever good in my world. Um, but that is good if that is good. Uh, let's see here. 
So, yeah, so so the whole Gonzaga thing, Rob, that I was telling you, why Gonzaga and Virginia buck that trend? Because it would make sense. Why are you looking at five years ago when there's a whole new set of players? It's not the NFL or NBA or something. Because they don't play anyone. That's that's my whole point that I was just making. Do you want to hear the last fucking uh, 12 games that Gonzaga played? St. Mary's, Pepperdine, St. Mary's, Pacific, Pepperdine, San Diego, who's playing right now in the fucking NIT, and that's one of the yeah. better teams in the conference. San Francisco, San Diego again, BYU, who didn't make it. None of these teams made fucking anything. So it's like, yeah, who did they play? Well, they played Tennessee, they lost. They played UNC, they lost. They played Washington, they won by two. They played Creighton in a good game, and they won that. They played Duke, and they shot the lights out, and they won. They beat Illinois and Arizona. Illinois by six, Arizona, they beat them pretty handily. But, you know, they're good. They're good. Lost to Tennessee. Lost to UNC. Should have lost to Washington. Beat Duke. The rest of their wins, there's not a single fucking team that's in the goddamn tournament outside of St. Mary's. So of teams they played that are in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, they went, they lost to one, two, uh, lost to three. So they have three losses. They beat Washington, they beat Duke, and they beat St. Mary's twice. So they're 4-3 and three versus teams that made the fucking tournament. And everyone's talking about them like it's the fucking great, it's the Golden State Warriors. Like, no. Let's see what they could do. So that's my whole theory on Gonzaga because it's the same story every year. And uh, the Virginia thing is just the pace they play at. They just That's their style. You know, Vir- I don't think Virginia's system and style is built for the conference tournament. Because a style like that, if a team gets hot from three and they get down 10 or 12, it's very difficult for them to come back. And everyone will say, well, Virginia's a better offensive team this year. Yeah, I'm told they can score this year. Yes, they also turn the ball over more. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But with scoring and with them pacing up a little bit, they're sloppier. They had 10 turnovers at the half in three straight games a few weeks ago. So that's the thing. So with that, a little bit of additional scoring is coming a little bit of sloppiness that, that kind of kills their defensive system. So that's my theory. I think Virginia and Gonzaga are always donkey picks. And uh, just pray you get the fucking miracle run that Gonzaga got two years ago when they shouldn't even have made it to the Elite Eight and they fucking made it to the finals and lost. Yeah. What was the big white kid on that team? Did he make God, it to the NBA? You're asking a guy with CTE, Rob. I don't, that's true. I can, I can tell you everything the team did, but you asked me to name a person and I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Dude, I remember a big white I team literally team. forget names of people I met yesterday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. So you excited for baseball, Robert? I'm ready to go. Ready? You know what's? Uh, they're in Japan tomorrow, which is actually the kickoff. Oh, that's right, season. five a.m. That snuck past me. Yeah, well, uh, that's a sleeper for me. Somebody was asking me what I was doing with it, and I don't have, Do have Japanese any? ballparks, so uh, I'm not doing anything with it. Um, I'll bet it. I'll give you a bet right now. <laughs> I need I need like real life MOB park factors. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. I don't even, dude. I, this week is my fucking glory. I hate that baseball is starting so early. Everyone's like, we're so happy. I'm like, I despise it. Despise well, it's really it. Just this game for two days. I know. That's why. That's why. At least I got a full week next week. Because next week it calms down. Because people are always like, week two of the tournament. Like, really? I mean, if you really think about it, yeah. there's 16 games tomorrow. 16 Friday. Eight Saturday, eight Sunday, and then four and four next yeah, week. The and madness two and two. is like, the next three days. It's over. It's, uh, you could sleepwalk through that. Fucking Rob yeah. said FDU is a lock, and now they're only up two. You son of a bitch. You fucking jinxed it. But okay. uh, so, so, yeah, so the MLB game, I'm trying to get it up here. Um, why is it not even showing here for scores? It is uh, Oakland. 
versus somebody. Seattle, I think. Uh, Oakland versus Seattle. Oakland is a minus 124. If I was so inclined, I would take Oakland. If you'd gun to your head, you'd take Oakland this one? Let me see. Yeah, give me, give me fires over uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going Oakland here, too. Um, all right, Rob, any final words before we get out of here? I got to go uh, get ready to sweat this Belmont game and go get in the chat and talk about uh, hopefully a winning Fairleigh Dickinson bet. And those of you listening already know what the outcome was. So you can imagine what my reaction will be when we get off the air. <laughs> no, I'm just going to plug the uh, MLB uh the MLB betting pack, it'll be out soon, guys. Like I said, I don't have any interest in the Japanese game, so I'm not really doing much there. But you'll have me, the Dream, in there, and uh, Frankie Brank betting uh, MLB all season. So look for that coming out real soon. Yep, and this, and keep in mind, I destroy April uh, in DFS, and we have Jeff and Draft Cheat and all. We are going to slaughter April. Next week is my lock-in week where I spend 40 hours studying – all the shit that went on in spring training, all everything. I'll be locked in for day one of the MLB. Uh, you guys should be too. Get over to guruelite.com. Sign up for our MLB DFS package. We dropped the price, so it's cheaper than it was last year. It's for the full season. Uh, we'll have monthly plans available next week too if you guys are interested in the monthlies. But if you buy the VIP, Rob, I think they get 10% off uh, a football subscription or 10% off a future purchase Any and future an purchase. Elite Mafia t-shirt. And an Elite Mafia shirt. There you go. So that's a And good. we're giving away a million dollars. Go get our million dollars. Yeah, go get that million dollars. That's uh am I allowed to win that? No, everybody else is, but it specifically says in the footer Tommy G can't win that. Come on, man. Sorry. Why? What if I, I promise to give you half? Uh, yeah, we could talk. Let's talk off air though. This is um Is it bad if to talk about this on air? This is this is mildly incriminating. Hold on. All right. That's the new exit music. What is that? Can you see it? I'm not into this. I don't know what this shark is. I'm not into it. Daddy shark. I'm out. Rob is out. Tommy's out. Good luck. Stay cash in. Stay cash in. Sign up at Goo 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 Rui. Leet. Now, uh, 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 uh. later, motherfuckers. Good luck. Stay cashing. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.